Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Happy holidays, everyone. Merry Christmas. Welcome to Fantasy Football Today, DFS. We don't take any days off here. I just got off the early edge. Now it's time to look at week 17. It's our early look where we just take a quick look at some of the games we want to pinpoint, some of the quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, and tight ends we want to pinpoint. I see people already in the chat, Meg. Ernest Hutchinson. He's earnestly in the chat first because he wants to watch this show so badly. Thank you so much. Jorge is in the chat as well. Go ahead and hit the like button. Meg, first of all, how was your Christmas? How's the holiday season so far? Uh, Christmas was good. You know, the, the holiday season is just wild when you're, you know, as you know, we're, when we're trying to keep up with content, I'm like, what day is it? You know, but like you mm-hmm. said, no days off and we just, we're rolling into week 17. I'm excited to break it down with you. I'm excited to break it down too. You know, one thing I noticed when I looked at these games and we'll, we'll, we'll jump into quarterback in just a second. I want to give our FFT DFS winner a shout out. We're going to look at his lineup at the end. I believe it's MJ O'Brien, who I'm pretty sure has won this contest before. Maybe it was last year, Meg, but um, this guy is a killer and he, uh, he won our contest again. So, so props to him from a scheduling standpoint, I mentioned how I was looking at the slate, Meg, this is an interesting one, right? Cause we have a Thursday night game. We only have one Saturday game and then we have 13, games on Sunday. So this is going to be one of those wide open slates. If you're intimidated by the 13 games, what do we always say, Meg? Split up the slates, play a little differently, early slate, afternoon slate, however you want to play that. It might be a good time to split those things up. Um, You know, weather, I haven't looked at too much yet on Friday's show. We'll, We'll really take a look at weather to make sure that we're avoiding some of the games with perhaps some precipitation and some wind. Uh, Houdini says, Houdini says a wild week. It was a wild week. I, I really, I'll be honest. I, I had, I didn't have my best week uh, this week. It was really up and down. I kind of went all in on some plays that some of them worked out. Some of them didn't. So um, we'll get to, we'll get to that in a little bit, but let's talk about some of the week 17 higher totals. I wanted to wait for that 
49ers game to end because, you know, that line wasn't out while the 49ers were playing yesterday. They walk into Washington. That's a 48 and a half point total. Want everybody to know that. And the Ravens were playing last night, too. Well, they have one of the higher totals this week as well because the Dolphins go into Baltimore. That's a 47 point total. There's really not a lot of totals that rival that other than Arizona and Philadelphia at 47 and a half. So I think those are the three that are even over 45. Meg, of those three games, and I'll just recap them for you real quick. We got Niners at Commanders, 48 and a half point total. We got the Dolphins at the Ravens, 47 point total. And Arizona at Philly, which is a 47 and a half point total. Do you like one more than the other two? Well, it's been a consistent theme pretty much the whole second half of the season, but you and I always say target Washington, right? We're Washington fans. We know the pain. We might as well try to profit on the pain. Target Washington. So I would say the Washington-San Francisco game, but mainly obviously the San Francisco side. Obviously, we got to see how Brock Purdy's doing, but I don't really think it matters, to be quite honest, um, because we saw Brees Hall go absolutely nuclear Anybody can get there against this Washington defense. So that is going to be priority number one for me and has been and will be for the rest of these next couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah, it's a 13 and a half point spread. But this is one of those where Sam Darnold likely to be starting playing the full game. And it likely Kyle Shanahan's going to take his frustrations out on Washington, making sure that this offense not only feels confident, but like actually is confident by just mm-hmm. kind of keeping their foot on the pedal. So I, I do like that one. I think my favorite one is I like targeting Arizona in general. Philly really hasn't really looked the same. This is a nine and a half point spread, yeah. but I do think Philly minus nine and a half, 47 and a half point total. I think they keep their foot on the gas too. They let the giants back into that game. Uh, they looked really sloppy, really on yeah. defense and offense, the play calling, like everything looks sloppy. I think they need a buttoned up performance. So I would probably be targeting Jalen Hurts with one of his pass catchers. Um, probably not DeAndre Swift, although I think he's interesting because I think he'll be low owned. I believe he's 6,500. Um, but long story short, I think it's that game that I'll be targeting. But listen, I have no problem with somebody wanting to target Lamar Jackson uh, in, in that Dolphins game. Right. I don't know that I'd be going on the, the Tua side. Uh, copy paste date says pretty benched or did I miss it? Well, no, he, he didn't get benched. He had a stinger late in the game and then they sort of kept him out, even though he was clearly cleared to come back in. I think that was a product of two things. Sam Donald actually looked pretty good. And the other thing was the game was a little out of reach, but you know, at the same time, I think maybe Kyle Shannon was worried maybe for a re-injury and he just thought, let me, let's just keep Sam Donald in there. It was kind of a curious, curious thing there, Meg. What, what did you think of that? How that played out last night? I, I, I think you summarized it perfectly. I think it just kind of wasn't worth, you know, putting him back in when the game was fairly out of hand at that mm-hmm. point. I mean, there was, there was still a chance, but it was it was fairly out of hand. And, you know, they need him. It's, you know, they pretty much have a layup win this week in Washington. And and this week, I was going to say, we really need to pay attention to motivations these next two yeah, weeks. Yeah. I assume they do. They lock up the one seed pr- pr- probably if they win, I'm assuming, um, against Washington. So I just checked in on the DK notes that said after the game that he said Purdy will be available against Washington. So, you know, I, I assume he just wanted to make sure he's good to go this week to to lock up whatever they need to to lock up if it's the one seed this week. Yeah, I think because they now share the same record with with Philly, I think they technically probably need to win their last two to make sure mm-hmm. they have it locked up. Um, but they certainly could still lock it up with a loss. But I think they have to win out, which shouldn't be a, too big of a problem since <laughs> Washington is one of the ones you have to lock it up against. So, all right, let's bring up the QBs. We got Zach on the ones and twos today. He's going to bring up the DraftKings board, already has. Uh, you know, when, when we talk about those games that we're trying to target, I mean, l- look at the top here. I mean, Jalen Hurts at 8,300, that's pretty expensive, but 
But he is really the the guy I want to target. I mean, Lamar Jackson here, Meg, at 7,700. He certainly makes sense at home against Miami. Uh, With that said, I think I prefer to pay the extra 600 with Jalen Hurts, but no arguments here. If somebody wants to pay Lamar Jackson at 7,700, I I have no issue with it. As Zach brings up the game log here, 24 for 38 against the Giants. That doesn't look too bad. He passed for over 300 yards, and we know he had the the rushing with 34 yards and a rushing touchdown. I mean, honestly, I see a similar line for him uh, in this game, potentially. Between Jalen and Lamar Jackson, do you have a preference, Meg? I... I, Probably equally, like both of them yeah. equally. They were the two that I had written down at up top. So I don't have a strong lean yet between the two, but I would say I have a lot of interest in both Hertz and Lamar at the very top. Absolutely. And we can come off of this. Let's look at the quarterbacks uh, here, Zach, as we scroll down. Uh, when we're looking at the game logs, you can maybe click on it for like one second and go right back here. Uh, Tua, interesting at 7,400. I mean, a Tua Tyreek stack against um, against Baltimore. You know, I, I wish that was maybe against a team like Philly, but against Baltimore, not so sure about that. I don't think I want to play Tua here. Uh, Justin Fields, I think I might be out on him. Brock Purdy at 7,000. I mean, is he good for 303 touchdowns? Yeah, probably. So at 7,000, Meg, that doesn't sound bad, right? That's my favorite mid-tier. If you if you consider Brock the the Purdy the mid-tier, yeah. Um, he, Purdy is my, de- my definitely my favorite mid-tier. I talked about it. And when you say what's the favorite stack? Okay, I'm stacking against Washington. Okay, then that starts with Purdy. And um, of course, it, it would 49ers pieces are going to be expensive. But whether it's a Purdy stack or we'll get to CMC, I definitely yeah want access to multiple 49ers if possible. And Purdy is definitely my favorite mid-tier option. And just to really quickly go back to the the stacks. I definitely think the third game, the high total, I like the Miami-Baltimore game as well. It's just that Baltimore defense is very good, but we saw Kittle get there. So you could certainly do like a Lamar stack, run it back with, you know, one piece or, you know, maybe it will be contrarian to go from the two aside. So that is going to be more challenging, but maybe it'll just be pushed. You know, we have seen Baltimore and Miami shoot out in the past. So I definitely think you could definitely consider two as well, but Purdy's my favorite. Well, you know, what's interesting about what you said about Baltimore is Mm -hmm. you're right. I think people will be really shy to play too after what they saw on national television. What's so interesting about that, though, and the reason I liked San Francisco minus six, I mean, I've been playing San Francisco uh, for like the last like six, seven weeks. And I've been winning, by the way. But (laughs) I did like that minus six. And obviously I lost that one. But we just saw the Rams in Baltimore put 31 points up on the Ravens and probably should have won that game, ended up losing that game in overtime. So and that's, I mean, so I just figured Kyle Shanahan would, would have it figured out as well. I mean, this defense was so mm-hmm. aggressive. They really kind of bottled up Brock Purdy, knocked a lot of passes down. I mean, in, in reality, they got really fortunate with some some bounces, you know, just going the right. They would have won the game anyway, most likely. But, I mean, they really got fortunate early. We've seen this Baltimore defense get attacked by good coordinators, uh, good designers like Sean McVay. So there's no mm-hmm. reason for me to think that um, Mike McDaniel can't come in there and exactly. have to put up a bunch of points. So especially if that's going to be slightly contrarian, which it very well mm-hmm. could be, uh, like to play any cheap options before we move on to running back. I mean, Russell Wilson is certainly interesting to me. I'm not a Russell Wilson guy. I very rarely played him and it's really hasn't really hurt me very much, but it's 6,000 against the Chargers. I think it's something I would consider Gardner Minshew at 5,700 here. That's certainly somebody I would consider. I don't know what's going on with Trevor Lawrence, but if he's out, CJ Beathard, probably mm-hmm. somebody I'd consider at very, very, a very low price. We see it there at what is he, uh, 5,100. Uh, again, a serviceable, a serviceable quarterback if he ends up playing any of these cheaper options that you like. 
I'd also mention Derek Carr against the Tampa Bay pass funnel defense. Derek Carr mm-hmm. put up, you know, it doesn't look good necessarily, but he put up big numbers. Um, he it was yeah. actually one of the top week 16 scoring quarterbacks just in like that comeback script. Baker mm-hmm. and Tampa Bay are playing really well. So if the he's pushed and Tampa Bay is more of a pass funnel, I'd say Carr is my favorite in that range. And then I'll just say down low, what I would mention is, monitor it it feels gross but we saw Rudolph have actually a pretty good night against Cincinnati monitor the Pittsburgh situation those Pittsburgh quarterbacks are cheap whether it's uh, Rudolph or Pickett um, you know against Seattle I I think it's a viable kind of punt cheap option oh I totally agree Uh, that's a really good find again I was on like it was last Tuesday right in fact, it was Tuesday night. You and I were on the show. Do you remember what I said about yes. Mason Rudolph? I said, yes, I'm a did. bit of a Mason Rudolph truther. Those were my exact words. And I, and I hearkened back to Oklahoma State where he played with James Washington. And he had really nice touch on the long ball. And we saw this last week. I mean, he's to me, he's the best option between him and Mitch Trubisky. And honestly, Meg, I don't think it's super far-fetched to say at this point, given his experience on the sideline, that maybe right now he's the better option than Kenny Pickett. Right. And then, of course, is Kenny Pickett really healthy, you know, this, you know, this many weeks out from his his surgery or procedure. So, yeah, I mean, he he did look good. And you know what? I thought about you Saturday night. See, I was like, see, I called this. Yeah. Thank (laughs) you very much for giving me credit. Listen, I get I get a lot wrong, too. Don't get me wrong. But um, yeah, some of these guys just get buried. I I was on Jake Browning. Listen, when Jake Browning became the starter, he he came in in the middle of that one game and then he was a starter. I was on his overs on, on his over. I had over 21 and half completions because I saw how he was operating the offense and how the coaching staff was kind of giving him the short area throws. So that's why I was on the completions prop. But some of these guys that are buried on the depth chart that you never heard of or you never seen in the NFL, some of them are good. And for the record, when you're on the sidelines holding an iPad for three or four years, learning how to read defenses, learning how to do things pre-snap, you're automatically going to be better than the guy who comes in fresh in his first year and having to start. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's a tragedy that some of these quarterbacks have to start right off the bat and have their confidence completely Agreed. blown up. I'm talking to you, Bryce Young. Like, listen, <laughs> some of these guys need to be on the sideline. It's not even their fault. They need to be on the sideline appreciating what's going on around them before they actually take an NFL snap at speeds much higher than at Alabama or any other college football school. All right, let's go on to running back. We're going to cover running back and wide receiver uh, super quick. Um, Zach, you're on it. Really appreciate this. Uh, CMC at 9,600. I mean, listen, I, I don't I don't know that we have much to say about CMC. Against Washington, he'll probably be on the field for at least three quarters. What does CMC do with that? Probably quite a bit. Kyron Williams, 8,300. It's going to be really hard to fit both of those guys in a lineup. I'm sure people will try to do it with some low-end stacks. I mean, you talked about Mason Rudolph, maybe Gardner Minshew. Um, you, you get the ability to do that if you stack him, maybe not with Pittman, but with with a, with a low-end guy. I mean, there, there's going to be ways to try to get those two in, but it's going to be extremely difficult. So you're probably going to have to choose between the two. Um, as we scroll down, there's not a ton. I like Jonathan Taylor. Um, mm-hmm. That certainly makes sense against Indy. Uh, it's a decent price for sure. Ken Walker. Ezekiel Elliott makes sense to me um, at, at, again, I, what I think is a pretty decent price. Where is Zeke priced at? I, I Scroll up a little bit here, Zach. He's at 6K. 6K. Oh, scroll down. Oh, so that's that's very that's, reasonable. Ken yeah, Walker at 6,100, very reasonable. Um, Zamir White, if Josh Jacobs isn't in there, I mean, I certainly get that. He, he rushed really well, especially late in the game against Kansas City. And then Najee Harris, I'd probably, if I was playing that mm-hmm. game, I'd probably go Najee Harris over Jalen Warren at this point, although I always get that wrong. But he's only a flat 5K, so... Meg, I just went from 9,600 down to 5K in that range, which is huge. 
any running backs that I didn't mention that you like or ones that I did mention that you want to both face, frankly? Well, this will help make the segment quicker. I agreed with a lot of ones you mentioned. I mean, I think McCaffrey is worth paying up for. And I do love Kyron Williams as, as well. So those two, like you said, hard to do, get in the same lineup, but they are going to be the priority spends at running back. And then in the mid, a little bit lower, it's it's Taylor for me. And then a little bit lower than that, it was Ken, Ken Walker, Ezekiel Elliott were definitely my favorites. As far as like really cheap ones, I was struggling there unless the Zamir White value opened up. And mm-hmm. then it was the the Najee Harris going back to that well and, and looking at Pittsburgh value, as I mentioned in the quarterback position, you know, also they did not move his price at all. And again, he, I know people get frustrated with the Warren Najee split. He does get a lot of the workload. They talked about on the broadcast. He gets a lot of the workload. He does a lot of the dirty work, but he gets a lot of the workload and he gets a lot of the goal line carries. So I think at 5,000, that's very viable. And I see down here, we've got Chris Rodriguez at 4,900. I mean, I don't think that's anybody I'd focus on against San Francisco. He did get those two rushing touchdowns, but I I don't really see that, that, that happening for him. I don't see him really getting a single touchdown. Um, This assumes Brian Robinson is still out. That would be the only reason Rodriguez would be viable, but I don't honestly only play Rodriguez if he was like 4k. Uh, I just don't think we're going to see that type of production. Uh, Some of these other guys like Roshan Johnson, I thought was going to maybe have a big game last week, not a huge game, but I thought he'd get more run. It ended up being Khalil Herbert. And that, that is a really messy situation too, because Deontay Foreman might be back next week as well. So some of those cheap guys really aren't going to be in play. I will say this it's week 17. So some value is going to open up at the running back. Mm -hmm. We know it is. Uh, It's only Tuesday. So when we have our Friday show, there'll probably be like two or three running backs that are really cheap that are going to make your lineups um, work quite well. And that's going to be at the receiver position as well. But I think that covers some of the running backs that we really like. I mean, honestly, I, I think I mentioned all the running backs I'm likely going to play Meg, other than maybe some value opening up um, later right. in the week. Uh, Osare says, uh, Lamar won the MVP last night. Uh, he, he may well have, uh, just done that. Uh, Uwe 2k who's always in this chat, stay away from Wilson juice, not worth the squeeze. Oh, I totally agree. <laughs> I love juice, I, not worth the squeeze. That's, I, yeah, that's an early edge. Do you watch the early edge? Uwe 2k? Cause that, that is a, a quote from the early edge, uh, which I love. Uh, not that we own that quote by the way, but, um, <laughs> yeah, I've never been a Russell Wilson guy. I only mentioned his name cause it's 6,000 with that matchup. I do think it's at least worth considering if you, if you have to pay down somewhat, um, at that quarterback position and uh copy paste date said Bryce looked great this week. I mean, yeah, he threw for a lot of yards. I don't know that he looked great. I'll tell you, I'll tell you this, what we're going to go to receivers in a second. DJ Sharks cer- certainly looked great. And if he gets a couple touchdowns again, boy, is he a nice option? Cause he's very, very low priced. All right. We're going to get to receivers, but before we do that, let's hear a message from our partners. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon. When a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Well, I mentioned DJ Shark at 3,600. Uh, listen, like I'm not saying he's going to do that again, but 3,600, he's somebody to consider, but that's the low end. Let's go to the high end. There's a lot to consider here. Let's run through this like reasonably quickly, Meg. I mean, I, you know, listen, Tyree Kill, 9,300. I probably won't be playing him because it looks like I'm going to be paying up for running back a little bit more than I normally do. So maybe that's not the play. Maybe value opens up and you want to play guys like Tyree Kill. But between Tyree Kill and A.J. Brown, I actually think I'm going A.J. Brown this week. He really didn't get fed last week. This is a really good matchup for him. Um, I think A.J. Brown is going to be force-fed, so I, I like that. Other than that, other than Cup and Nakua, not a huge fan of the top of the board here. Uh, Meg, how about you? Obviously, Michael Pittman at 7,500 is interesting, but, man, he's, he has really been priced up coming off that injury. Mm -hmm. Anything at the top of the board that you love? Yeah, to keep it simple, I think I do really like the Philly receivers and the Rams receivers as considerations for yeah. for spending up. I would make a case just like I did for Tua that if you see ownership later in the week looks to be that the like a dolphin stack is super contrarian, then I'm a little more interested, you know, mm. if if it could be really low owned and get some some major leverage there cuz you know, I could see a path where that game could be high or scoring even with, like you said, the the Ravens, very, very, very good defense. We saw that Rams-Ravens game just a few weeks ago. So if we got that and you got like a two of Tyreek stack, that would be the, the one where I'd say I, I may have some interest if it's very contrarian. Yeah, and I think Debo is, is interesting at 7,700 as a contrarian play. Nobody's going to want to pay that. They're probably going to want to – like yes. I kind of like Ayuk paired with um, – with Purdy, I, I for some reason because you can do anything you want against the secondary. I don't think yes. you need to run the, those Debo like basically like those screen passes that he takes to the house. I think you can go up top to Brandon Ayuk more than once and maybe get him like a 125 yard game with one or two touchdowns. So I think that would be the more clever way to stack Brock Purdy. You could throw CMC in that stack too, but you know maybe I avoid CMC and I hope all the touchdown equity comes through the the the, the air with Brock Purdy because again CMC can have a touchdown five catches in, I don't know, a hundred yards. And he doesn't necessarily pay off that $9,600 uh, price tag. So, or at least it's close at that point. Um, as we scroll down, let's look at some other receivers. I mean, I, I mentioned Michael Pittman. I, I don't love anybody in this middle range to pay for, uh, you know, DK Metcalf, Brandon Ayuk, I mentioned at 7K. I think he's interesting. Uh, Rasheed Rice at 6,900. I am not willing to pay that. I, I'd rather just go down to like, George Pickens or Noah Brown, some of these guys in the in the sort of five low five K range. Uh, I, again, Zay Flowers, interesting against Miami at fifty six hundred. I think that's a good play. Mm -hmm. uh, other than that, again, George Pickens. I think there's some upside there. I'm not super interested in in a, a lot of these six K guys or, or the high five K guys. Other than Zay Flowers at fifty six hundred, what do you like here? Yeah, I'll reiterate that I do I do like the San Francisco receivers since I like Purdy um, and then down a little bit lower to to your point. I, I think my priorities would be Rice in that area. Um, Ridley, I think I think you can. I mean, he just came off a two touchdown game, but we got to see the quarterback situation. I would say Higgins. I might have a little bit of mm -hmm. interest in Sutton. We got to see if he's you know, his health status, but you know, if he is able to play, that's a great matchup. So I would yeah. say sudden. And then I loved your, your flowers call. I have a lot of interest in flowers in that potentially high total game. So that kind of would be my, my favorites in that area. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think, 
I think that's really what I'm focused on a little bit of the high end and then a little bit of the low end between that, like sort of 5k and 5,600 range is probably where I'm going to be targeting. Of course, value will open up down low. We know that DJ shark again, we're chasing points to some degree when it comes to DJ shark, but you can't look away from Bryce young hitting anybody for two touchdowns and the guys 3,600 the next week. It just, it's just one of those things we at least have to look into. There's plenty of other low priced options that we will talk about on on Friday with Mike McClure for sure. As as we're scanning here, I'm I'm trying to see if there's anybody that we're missing. I mean, I see Michael you, Wilson and Rondale Moore. I mean, I, probably Dorch is the, is the play there. Marquise Brown is still out. What were you going to say? Matt? I was going to say Bateman got a few targets last night, yeah. and he he still he doesn't do a lot with them. But if he ever if he ever did, is he's priced so cheap on an offense that is explosive, and again in a potential high total game, it's just he just hasn't shown it this season. So totally, I, I played Bateman all over Showdown. Only had three oh, showdown lineups, but I think he was in every single showdown lineup for me. Right, exactly for that. You know the price, and you you know the talents there. You just haven't yeah. seen it. Same with um, Mims. We finally got sixty three yards from Mims. It was because because Sutton was got knocked out of the game. If Sutton is out, Mims at thirty five hundred was at least used a little bit more than he had been prior. This is again a young rookie with a lot of talent that just hasn't been able to show it yet. Yep. All right. Let's scan tight ends real quick before we bring MJ O'Brien's. Uh, Fantasy football today, DFS week 16 contest up. Um, I, I didn't really look too hard at, at tight ends, but actually, you know what? We have we have a piece of business to take care of. I forgot. How about we hear, Meg, if it's, if it's cool with you, how about we hear a message from our partners real quick? Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Hey everyone, this is Jimmy Conrad, your favorite former U.S. Men's National Team player and the host of the Call It What You Want podcast, And I'm here to tell you that Viore is a versatile clothing brand that speaks my language. It's inspired from the coastal California lifestyle, just like me. Its products stand the test of time, just like me. And also just like me, it endeavors to inspire others to live vibrant, healthy lives. Viore gear is designed to look great in everyday life while also being perfect for any workout activity. I'm currently rocking the men's Sunday performance jogger. And don't let the name deceive you. You can wear these babies any day of the week and in any situation. I'm talking going to the office, running errands, the gym, whatever your heart desires, because Viore is an investment in your happiness. For our listeners, they are offering 20% off your first purchase. So get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet at viore.com sports. That's V-U-O-R-I dot sports. Not only will you receive 20% off your first purchase, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75 and free returns. Again, go to viore.com sports and discover the versatility of Viore clothing. 
Uwe2K, before we talk about tight ends real quick, he brings up Rams third wide receiver, Tutu or Robinson. It does look like it's Demarcus Robinson. Like he's mm-hmm. kind of stolen that job and he looked great. So that's a really good find, Uwe2K, on uh, Demarcus great. Robinson. All right. Tight ends. Um, listen, the, Travis Kelsey, no thank you at 7000 Although that's a very reasonable price. If you want to play that, it's, a, it's an excellent matchup. So go ahead. I just know the way I'm going to be spending. I don't think I'm going to get to Travis Kelsey, but it does feel like a Travis Kelsey week in terms of the Kansas City Chiefs trying to get right. I mean, I could see like 12 targets for Travis Kelsey and he catches nine or 10 of them and he gets in the end zone. So I don't mind that. Trey McBride, that's okay at 5,900. You know, as we scroll down here, like Evan Ingram, not super interested in that. Dallas Goddard, not interested there. I'm always going to be interested in Isaiah Likely if he's sub 5K. So that's probably my favorite so far. Um, Meg, who do you like here? Yeah, it, for me, it's Kittle if I'm spending up because sticking with that whole San Francisco targeting Washington theme in that mm-hmm. a little bit lower range, um, you know, in the 4000 range, it is likely for me again in that high total game. And then going down lower in the three Ks, it would be Everett. He just is getting a, you know, yeah. I know we're working with a backup quarterback, but my goodness, the last three weeks, eight targets in the last three weeks. So I think that's something to really target at 3,500 or 36. Yeah. Everett's been extremely consistent. And if he finds the end zone, he's definitely going to pay off uh, his, his price for sure. Uh, Pat Frymuth, interesting because he was basically blanked last week. Uh, might, might be a decent comeback spot for him. Uh, might depend on who the quarterback is. All right, let's bring up. Um, Uwe, again, we're going to be on Friday at 11 o'clock. It'll be me and Mike McClure. We'll be talking about all of these players and all of these games, every single game on the slate uh, in depth uh, with our favorite plays, our top three at each position, our cheat sheets, all of that stuff. Let's look at uh, MJ O'Brien's lineup real quick for the Fantasy Football Today DFS contest. I want to apologize to everybody. This contest got out kind of late. I got the, what was it, the Saturday contest out pretty early. This one came out late, so we didn't get it filled, but we already have the contest ready. It will be in the podcast description. It will be in the YouTube description. It's 200 people deep. we got plenty of time to fill it up. MJ O'Brien, again, I think he's a repeat winner here. Nick Mullins, he took our advice on that. Uh, obviously, Mike McClure was huge on Nick Mullins, and he paired him with Justin Jefferson. Well, that makes a lot of sense. The difference here is he, he played Brees Hall. Listen, you either on Brees Hall or you weren't. We talked about him on the show. I wish I had more of Brees Hall. Mm. It was definitely an explosive spot for him. I had his prop over 46 and a half rushing yards. That was as easy as they come. <laughs> so the full lineup, just so everybody knows, this scored 186.14. Nick Mullins, Brees Hall, Chuba Hubbard, which he probably should have done better. Justin Jefferson, Garrett Wilson, Jamison Williams, uh, Okonkwo. Tyreek Hill and Buccaneers defense. Nothing super special about this lineup. He just played some of the right pieces. You had to have a Brees Hall. The stack of Nick Mullins to Justin Jefferson certainly helped. He didn't really run it back with anybody other than Jamison Williams, and I mm-hmm. think that kind of saved him. He didn't have to spend the money. Although Amon Ross St. Brown had right. a great game. I don't know how it would have changed his lineup composition. He probably would have just – he needed to abandon Tyreek Hill. He could have played Amon Ross St. Brown. This thing would have shot to the moon. But I don't mind this lineup at all, Meg. What I do mind – is that we got to go. Like, we got to go. We got to be out by 11. Um, <laughs> any final comments before we get out of here? No, always fun uh, breaking this down with you. Again, have a great rest of your all's holiday week and, and good luck with week 17. Absolutely. Everybody, thanks for being in the chat. Thanks for always hitting the like button. Thanks for your support. Have a great holiday week. I know you have to work probably, but try your best to be positive. Have fun. Watch the bowl games and watch the early edge and watch fantasy football today. All the content. We'll see you on Friday for fantasy football today. DFS at 11 o'clock. See you then.
Hello everyone, it's Michael Richards here. You might have seen me on CBS working on their Champions League coverage over the last couple of years. I wanted to tell you about an exciting new podcast that I've been working on. It's called The Rest is Football. It's me, alongside Gary Lineker and Alan Shearer, two absolute legends of the game. The show combines topical debate from the world of soccer along with outrageous tales from our careers. And I mean, outrageous. Just search The Rest is Football wherever you get your podcasts. All the best from Big Meets.